0: Stormlight. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades. By Calchexis. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on League of Legends by Riot Games. Chapter 2 Jinx moved quickly through the apartment as she gathered up her things while Lux followed behind her. She was concerned, and that was fair. After all, they were going to blow up a big part of the city, so it was perfectly fair. Understandable, even. It's not like she wanted to do it, either. Dams were a massive pain in the ass to damage, and usually not worth it. They didn't even blow up very good. No bright colors, just lots and lots of stinking water. Jinx, I'm trying to follow your reasoning here, but why are we blowing up a major dam? Lux asked as Jinx shucked off her sleep clothes and began pulling on her pants, boots, and bandoliers. Sumpfall is coming, and Fishbones keeps nagging at me, and he won't shut up unless I stop it, Jinx said as she checked over her ammo packs. Lux shook her head. I don't... You said that word before, but I don't know it. What's a sumpfall? Laughter bubbled out of Jinx, low and brittle, as she finished refilling her various belts and pouches before turning on Lux and shrugged. It's the worst thing in Zon. Jinx said simply. Here, look. She moved past Lux, who turned and trundled after her, still wearing a blanket wrapped around herself, until they were back at Jinx's desk, and she stared down at the blueprints. The lines danced in her vision, lining up in flashes of color and electric life. Every line was a vein, pumping blood and muck and people through the body of Zon. It was an ugly, mutant body, but it was alive, and Fishbones wouldn't stop nagging at her to keep it that way. It wasn't her responsibility to, though. It wasn't her fault. (laughs) And, Jinx echoed, only the primary outflows are ever running She tapped one set of pipes The secondary and tertiary, she tapped the other sets Manifolds only open in case of flooding Which happens like once every couple of decades, if that Lux nodded as she looked over the mechanism She could see Lux's brilliant, beautiful brain absorbing it all And putting the pieces together Lux was perfect like that, brilliant and beautiful So with all the rainfall, they'll open, right? Lux looked back up at Jinx. What's the problem? Jinx frowned and looked back at the blueprints, then reached behind them and pulled out another equally-sized expanse of transparent butcher paper. It was a map, and she overlaid it onto the blueprints, and it only took Lux a moment to see what Jinx needed her to understand. Oh. Oh, God. Lux put a hand over her lips as she reached out and ran her fingers over the lanes and thoroughfares that ran along and around the miles of cyclopean, secondary, and tertiary manifolds. "'Sawd's got people like Piltover's got brass,' Jinx said with a shrill laugh. "'Never enough room, Blondie. Even in all the fissures and trenches, there's always more people. And hey, those manifolds, right, they never actually open, so, so why not? Plenty of space that no one is using.' Neighborhoods, markets, homes. Thousands of people all packed up and crammed in like canned fish, all living along the outflow pipes and basins of the manifold. Calculate, collate. Jinx's mind wheeled and spun, and Lux spoke the thoughts as she had them. Even if they all evacuated, where would they even go? Lux murmured as she looked over the plans. This this is cruel even for me. Why would Piltsover do something like this? She turned to stare at Jinx, who shrugged. Why would Piltsover care? she asked. It's all automated, Blondie. You think Pilties go wandering around the manifolds to take a friggin' census? Not even the enforcers go there. How many? That was the question that Jinx didn't want to think about answering. It was the question Fishbones kept asking. How many? How many? How many Zonites, how many of, of, of her people? That's what Fishbones had called them, her people, like she was responsible for those miserable gutter snipes. Taking a length of her hair in her hands, Jinx started braiding as she chewed on the question. But before she could come up with an answer, Lux settled in beside her and started braiding the other half. It was familiar. Jinx smiled warmly at Lux, who looked worriedly back at her. Too many, I guess. Jinx said, finally, thousands and minimum plus, you know, and all their stuff. And the dam? It's a reservoir and a power plant, Jinx replied. But with it gone, the outflow will surge down to the lower sea gate and take the pressure off the manifolds. And it won't open, Lux finished. Jinx, that's brilliant. Jinx looked up at her in surprise. um you know when we blow that dam up like a bunch of Piltover goes dark and we'll probably take the seagate out with it, right? Serves them right, Luck said with a small smile. Besides, they're your people, aren't they? Her people, were they? That's what Fishbone said, but Jinx had no idea how to quantify that. She didn't even know if she could. Her people, what kind of people? And why was she responsible for them? Well, it's not like the Ken Barons gave a shit. They didn't give a damn about anything but their bottom lines. Some thousand trenchers washed away in a sumpfall wasn't a big deal. They'd pull the assets out and then snap up the real estate. Some of them might even come out ahead. But someone cared. Once. Jinx remembered that. She remembered a voice talking about bigger and better things. About the glorious nation of Zahn, About freedom and the violence necessary to achieve it. She remembered that same voice talking about doing what needed to be done so that, that the people in the trenches had enough. So they had more than enough. So they could hold their heads high. I don't know, Blondie, but I, I think. She looked up at Lux, her rictus grin faltering and fragile. I think it's what Dad would want me to do. Then we'll do it. Lunks said as she tied off Jinx's braid, except she looked back towards the den where the blueprints lay. Won't the dam do just as much harm? Jinx shook her head. If it were any other dam, but Number Six slants out over a big old waste basin and then goes straight to the sea gate, and it's just scrap crap in the ocean. Standing up, Jinx rolled her shoulders again and blew out of breath before looking back at Lunks. So what do you say? You want to knock a hole in a piece of major infrastructure with me, Blondie? Lux smiled as she threw off the blanket and began getting dressed herself. I say that sounds like fun, Lux replied as she pulled on her pants and tunic. Besides, we haven't had a date night in a while, right? Suddenly, Jinx's whole world lit up. Date night. Date night. Yeah! Jinx was grinning so wide that it hurt, and she loved it. Yeah, we haven't. This is going to be great, Blondie. She dove in and swept Lux up in her arms, peppering her face with kisses as Lux laughed and swatted Jinx playfully. Jinx, please, I have to get dressed. Nope, kisses! Jinx! She complained, but she didn't actually fight. In fact, Lux seemed to melt into her, laughing and kissing back when she could find the space, and playfully pushing Jinx away only to pull her closer if it ever seemed like she was about to actually succeed. Okay, really, though... Lux laughed as she drew back after a moment. I assume there's a timeline on this, right? Jinx sighed and nodded as she let Lux go back to pulling on her clothes. Yeah, maybe in a day. Hard to say. How do we blow the dam? I don't sweat that part, Jinx replied. I know a guy who can get me this stuff. Jinx nodded, then looked back out at the rain pouring down outside of their room before turning back to Jinx. It's freezing out there, Jinx. Not even you can go out wearing just that. She gestured to Jinx's admittedly slim choice of clothing. Looking down at herself, Jinx chewed her lip, then looked out the window for herself. Lux was probably right. Well, sort of. She could do it. She'd done it before. It would suck, but she could do it. Still, if she did, then Lux would be fussing over her the whole time. And the whole point of a date night was to have fun. She didn't want to worry, Lux. Lux was good and perfect, and she should never have to worry about anything. Yeah, fine, Jinx said, then turned to walk over to the closet. What are you doing? Lux asked as she buckled her cuirass. Blowing out a quiet breath, Jinx opened the closet and began flipping through the clothes till she found the article she was looking for. Nothing, Jinx said. Just getting a coat. It was late. late enough that she should have been in bed hours ago. The only light in the room came from the distant hex lights of the gardens outside, and they cast flickering, inconstant shadows over her face as she put the bottle she'd been nursing to her lips and took another swig. It was cold. Freezing, really. Even with the mansion's heating systems, it wasn't enough to chase away the chill of so many days of ice-cold rain. Vi was used to the cold, though she barely registered the temperature, despite wearing only a tank top and baggy shorts. This wasn't where she imagined life would bring her, sitting amongst the biggest, brightest idiots in Piltover with a gorgeous woman at her side, and something approaching actual respect from the topmost topsiders in the history of the city had never been in the game plan. For the past several years, Vi had been mostly content with it, though. Sure, it had taken some getting used to. The beds were way too soft, for one thing, like marshmallows or clouds. Lying on a Piltoven mattress was unsettling. It felt like the whole floor was about to melt out from underneath her, and she hadn't been able to relax. She remembered the morning Caitlin had come into her room to surprise her with breakfast in bed, only to find Vi kipping it on the floor. And the air. It was so clean, Topside. Even the best filters in the Undercity couldn't compare. There was always a base-level metallic stink to everything down there. She was so used to it that, even after so many years amongst the spires, the air still smelled wrong. She took another sip of her beer, swallowed, and for the millionth time tried to decide if she liked it. Piltoven beer was fine, it wasn't bad. It was nothing like the stuff they brewed in the Undercity, though. Maybe it was the fact that the water they used had been recycled about a gazillion times— It added a certain zing that the pilty stuff lacked. Vi huffed out a quiet laugh as she killed the rest of her beer and set the bottle aside with four others she'd worked her way through over the past few hours. Ever since that match a week ago, her brain had been buzzing. She hated it. Thinking wasn't her strong suit. She was a woman of action. She needed something to do, but that was the fucking rub. There was nothing she could do. I'm not a jinx! Vi reached for another beer, cracked it open with her bare hand, and took a swig. She'd been chasing the criminal called Jinx from one side of Piltover to the other, from the top of the spires to the bottom of Zaun. She and Caitlin had been doing it for years, and in all that time, in every single pursuit, Jinx had never once showed a sign that she had any idea what was happening. Not really. She mocked and jeered and made fun, but it was all with this sort of emptiness. Like she was doing it because that's what she always did. Like she was one of those rickety Hextech marionettes just acting out her purpose. It turned Vi's stomach, seeing her so hollow, doing nothing but breaking things and slowly going crazier and crazier as she self-destructed again and again and took everything out around her each time she did it. And whose fault is that? Phi muttered against the brown glass of her beer bottle before taking another swig. One job. She'd had one job. Take care of powder. Vander's last words to her. His last order. Phi had been given one fucking job. And what had she done? Even after so many goddamned years, her adoptive father's words still haunted her. Of course they haunted her, though. She was surprised Vander wasn't haunting her, too, given how badly she'd failed to look after her baby sister. That was why she'd become an enforcer. Why she had joined the organization she hated most of all, because even if she couldn't look after Powder, she could one day obey that final order. Vi would take care of Powder. Violet! A pair of warm hands came to rest on her shoulders, and Vi sighed as she leaned back against the couch and looked up into Caitlin's wintry blue eyes. Only one person ever called her Violet anymore, and only ever in the confines of their shared home. Hey, cupcake. Vi leaned her cheek against Caitlin's hand, brushing her lips over her wife's knuckles. Sorry, brain's too loud to sleep much. I'll come to bed when I get it sorted, though. You mean when you get enough alcohol in you to pass out. Caitlin said quietly. Vi shrugged and took another drink, then looked back up at Caitlin, who was wearing a soft, lavender nightgown. Hey, if it works, it works, right? You and I have very different definitions of what working looks like. Snorting, Vi nodded. Yeah, I guess we do. Don't do that to me, Violet. Please, don't shut me out. Caitlin moved around to sit next to her and wrapped her arms around Vi who sighed and forced herself to let out some of the tension she was building up. She hated that that was her first instinct. No fight or flight, just fight. Fight and fight and fight until there was nothing left, until her knuckles cracked and her skin split and she couldn't, didn't have to, think anymore. And when that wasn't an option? Drink. She set the bottle down on the table with a soft clink, then blew out a breath and let herself lean into Caitlin's arms. You've been miles away for days now. Talk to me. What do you want me to talk about, Cupcake? I said. Want me to talk about how I'm a shit wife and a worse sister? How about how I betrayed all the folks I grew up with to live in the lap of luxury while millions of Fisher folk keep rotting away under the barrens every single friggin' day? Caitlin, as always, kept her calm. How about how you spend every one of those days fighting to make their lives better? She pressed a kiss to Vi's temple. Or how you still, even now, try to see the best in people that even I've given up on. Come on, Kate. Or how you make me the happiest woman in the world every single morning that I get to wake up beside you, she continued. Vi tensed a her lip and turned to bury her face against Caitlin's shoulder as she shuddered. Tears never came easily to Vi. They were hot, painful things that felt like they had to cut their way up through her chest and out of her eyes just to fall down her cheeks. It left her feel raw and wasted. It's all right, Caitlin whispered as she rocked Vi against her. I love you so. so fucking much, Cupcake. Vi sobbed. I know. I'm sorry. For what? Vi sniffled and swallowed, then took a shaky breath as she pulled back and wiped at her eyes. Just, you know... She gestured at the pile of bottles. I'm sorry. You're fine, Vi, Caitlin said quietly. We all have our vices. Yeah, Vi. She chuckled wanly as she sat up. Stands for vices. Stands for vicious, stands for violence. Jinx. Stands for jinx. That match and everything that happened after it had been scraping at the edges of Vi's mind for the past week. Was it possible? Hey, Cupcake, you, um... You remember that last league match? Caitlin huffed. As if I could forget, she said quietly. Not my best work, if I'm being honest. We all threw it, Vi replied, but uh, that's not the problem, I just... Vi groaned and rubbed at her face as she tried to get her thoughts in order. I talked to her after the match. Jinx, Katwin frowned. Why didn't she say anything? Vi shrugged again. "To know, just, it was weird. I didn't know what to say or what to... To make of it, she was weird during the match, you know, like not Jinx weird, just weird, weird. A fight I don't follow. She said things. I continued. Things that sounded like shit. I don't know, like, like she remembered. Oh, I, I know. I snapped. I know it's it's probably just her fucking with me. All right, I know, but shit, cupcake. What if I was wrong? She looked desperately at Caitlin as her voice started to shake. What if she is still in there? What if all this time I've just been making it worse? Making her worse? Caitlin sighed and reached out, taking Vi's scarred, heavy hands in hers and pulling them to her lips. She pressed soft kisses across the broad knuckles and calloused fingers, then looked up at Vi with worry in her eyes. You are not your sister's keeper, Violet. Kaelin said slowly. Even if she does remember, she made a choice when she killed the council. When she killed my mother. Vi wilted back and nodded. Yeah, I know, she said quietly as she turned to stare at the half-full bottle she'd set aside. Just, she's my baby sister. That was all she had, and I... However you spin it, it's still my fault she ended up like that. Even if I meant to come back that night, I... I didn't. You told me this story, and if you had, Silco would have killed you both, Caitlin said. Violet out another shuddering breath. Yeah, maybe that would have been better, Vi whispered. Slap. Vi's face jerked to the side and she turned to stare at Caitlin in shock, but the look on her wife's face throttled whatever words were on her tongue. She was pallid, shaking, and her bright eyes were wide with something very nearly approaching terror as she dragged in one shaking breath after another. For a long, painful moment, they sat across each other, staring at each other, and Vi slowly lifted a hand to her cheek where Caitlin's palm had crossed it. Don't, Caitlin's voice was ghostly, don't you ever say that to me. She shook her head as tears started to fall silently, and she put a finger under Vi's nose. Don't you ever say you wish you died, not to me, not ever. She lowered her hand, and what remained of her collected facade shattered as she hung her head and started to sob outright. Fat tears fell across her nightgown, staining them as her narrow shoulders shook, and Vi swallowed thickly as she reached out and gathered Caitlin up in her arms. Shit, I'm sorry, Cupcake, I didn't... I didn't mean it like that. Please don't leave me, Caitlin sobbed as she got her arms around Vi's broad shoulders and held on like a woman lost in a tempest. Don't just... if you ever... "'Think about that. Just pl- please talk to me. Gods, please, Vi. I can't lose you, too.' Vi nodded and cradled her as she cried, and sobbed her own apologies out between pressing gentle kisses to the reddening mark on Vi's cheek. In a way, Vi actually found it comforting to be reminded that both of them were fighters. Both had their vices and their tempers, Both had raw wounds that, in truth, might never heal. For her, it was powder, and for Caitlin, oh gods, what had she been thinking? Talking about dying in front of Kate, who'd lost most of her family to what was left of vise that was beyond dense. That was why they held on to each other. It was why and how they held one another together, between their own shared storms, chased away with drink. Company, kisses, and love making. Was it healthy? Probably not. Then again, Vi had never claimed to be healthy, and Caitlin, well she faked it better than most. I love you, Cupcake, and I always will. And I ain't going anywhere, I promise, Vi whispered as she pressed her face into Caitlin's long, dark hair. They sat at the couch for a long while in spite of the cold. Vi didn't mind it so much, but Caitlin wasn't as used to it, so she did her best to wrap herself around the taller woman and give her some warmth while they dried their respective tears and listened to the falling rain. Just as Vi was about to suggest they head to bed, a series of chimes played through the house. A very particular alarm. Sitting up, Vi frowned and looked over at Caitlin, who was already up and moving to the pneumatic tube system as if she hadn't just been crying her eyes out. Damn that stiff upper lip of hers, though. She collected the high-priority message that had just been delivered, looked it over, and cursed. What is it? It's from one of our contacts in Zon, Caitlin said as she cracked the seal and dropped the message out. And? Vi pressed as she stood and moved to her wife's side. And, Caitlin replied as she scanned the message. Then spat another curse. Speak of the dark, and then she shall appear. Caitlin muttered. Jinx was spotted on the move through the low lanes, and she was moving with purpose. Shit, and in mother like this. Phi looked outside. That can't be good. She's got to be fucking up to something. Agreed. Caitlin sighed and leaned her head against Phi's shoulder. We have to go after her. You know that. Yeah, I know. This isn't about us, Caitlin continued. It's not about me or you, or my mother or your sister. It's about our duty, and the fact that we can't let her keep killing. Vi nodded again. That was the worst part. At the end of the day, whether her sister remembered anything or not, she was still a murderer. She was arguably one of the worst criminals in Zaun. And certainly the worst criminal in Piltover. No one had even come close to the kind of devastation Jinx had wrought when she'd murdered the council. Both cities were still recovering from that. Okay, I said quietly. Let's do this. It was going to be a very long night. The text of this story is available on AO3 music by dot matrix if you would like me to record a story voice over a character get in touch using the contact information available on my website which is located at samgabrielvo.com. and there you can find other stories that i've read as well as a link to my discord server where i record things live for your enjoyment and finally as always thank you for listening